0: Welcome to today's podcast, Hello Conversations. Keeping it real. Good afternoon, San Francisco Bay Area moms. Welcome to Hella Momversations, keeping it real in the San Francisco Bay Area. My name is Olia Rosales Salinas. I am your host of Hella Momversations. As always, keeping it real. San Francisco Bay Area moms, SFBAM, keeping it real. Here to support moms, motherhood, And Sisterhood in the San Francisco Bay Area, we have such a great show for you today. Joining me is Michelle Wing, Chef Denise, Dr. Sarah, and of course, you. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining us at San Francisco Bay Area Moms, SF BAM. Today we have Michelle Wing. Michelle Wing has joined us before, but I'm gonna do a quick bio in case this is your first time joining in at San Francisco Bay Area Moms. Michelle Wing is our yoga queen. She's the author of Kid Moves and founder of It's Yoga Kids. She's trained thousands in her specific and scientific method. She's a pro for self and stress, stress management. So you can be the physical, mental, and emotional star that you are. Hello, Michelle Wing. Hey, Olga. So happy to be here. So uh, tell us about your day. Where are you in life right now?
1: Oh, thank you for asking. My day is great. I am actually in San Francisco today and I am delighted to be here Although I'm usually in China right now teaching my system. Oh. So this is the third year that I'm home in July, kind of trying <laughs> to figure out what to do with myself. Wow. Well, you must be enjoying the weather because it's not raining
0: and it's not too hot. So I think we're very lucky in the Bay to have such even keel. It's no true. extreme weather. Yes. That That part is is true. That part is true. So I'm excited to have you here with Dr. Sarah Mitchell as well. Um, Sarah Mitchell is uh, our baby specialist. you want to say hello, Sarah, before I read your bio here?
2: Sure. Super glad to be here today and talk with everyone about baby sleep.
0: Baby sleep. Dr. Sarah Mitchell is a chiropractor by training who found her passion empowering parents to teach their little ones to sleep and parent confidently day and night as a sleep consultant. She's the author of the Amazon best-selling book, The Helping Baby Sleep Method, and the creator of the online program, Helping Baby Sleep School. Since 2013, she's helped thousands of parents be loving, attached, and well rested. And I cannot thank you enough for joining us today and for bringing your knowledge and expertise to the. Bay- area and specifically to Hella conversations for Bam. Um,
2: do you want to tell us where you are today? Yeah, I'm located in Palo Alto. I'm having a great day. We're on summer schedule here, which means that camp drop-offs are happening a little bit later than school, which is kind of nice. I've taken the dog for a walk this morning, done some exercise and some meditation, and I'm excited to be here serving the community and having some follow-up calls with my clients after this.
0: Oh, awesome. Um, Well, I wanted to go ahead and just start talking about something that both of you guys do really well, which is yoga and self-meditating and all of that. And I was wondering if you see um, a connection, doctor, um, with helping moms uh, with their meditation practice and um, if you would correlate that at all with yoga.
2: So I definitely notice that being a first-time mom can be very anxiety-provoking. Right? You've been just promoted into the most important role that you've ever had. You want to excel at it, do the very best that you can. Perhaps you have some perfectionist tendencies from your past life that might be flowing over. And then you have this little person in your hand with probably very little training and maybe very little support around you. And it can be very overwhelming and often anxiety provoking. So I definitely noticed with myself that I had postpartum anxiety. And in hindsight, I realized that I actually had anxiety my whole life, but I never really realized it until I had another human being to be in charge of, essentially. And the journey in motherhood is really long and fruitful, and you learn a whole lot about yourself. And what I loved about attending Michelle's yoga workshop is that she's focusing on, you know, the mind and the body. They are so connected. And I see that too in my own practice with baby sleep caring for a child, and what we are telling ourselves about the experience. So while I don't teach my clients meditation, we do talk about positive affirmations. And I'm actually on an app called ThinkUp um, that has a variety of them, and they're in the book as well, because our mind does influence our actions, and our actions influence our outcomes. So If you want to go back to the root of everything, it's what are we telling ourselves about this experience? And maybe, Michelle, then you can speak to the meditation part around that.
1: Yeah. First of all, Sarah, I love what you do. And I think it's so important because when baby sleeps well, everybody else sleeps well too. So, (laughs) uh, or at least better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I think what you're talking about is so important because it's actually the reflective moment of our self talk right how am i talking to myself how am i coming into this experience what am i what fears am i bringing from the past what un- unknowns am i gathering from from the future and how is that actually separating me into three different pieces of myself when really the opportunity is to be fully present in the moment with your baby right like no matter what's happening. And it's that adaptability. Well, and I'm going to even say right before adaptability, it's the acceptance of what's happening right now so that you can adapt and gather yourself in a centered way to respond, to act uh, right. in the best possible way. So yeah, I think that's, that's what I would say.
0: I I appreciate your, both of your work so much. I felt like my experience when I had my first baby was that I had to just be okay with the chaos and, uh, with no tools (laughs) on how to deal. And I also found out in motherhood how, just how anxious and, and how much, how severe my anxiety could get in that Mm -hmm. post, um, mother, post-pregnancy experience. So both of your work is so important to motherhood and to, um, really life experience, but especially in motherhood, when you have to, you have to be able to get it together to keep someone else alive. Um, and especially mm-hmm. if you, with multiples, you know, cause you're not just managing one person um, you know, it's everybody. And you, as, as the mom, you have to be able to, um, to get through the day. So well, thank you so much for being here, everybody. And for, uh, for being willing to share your experiences, but also your expertise in the, in this field. So thank you. Um I wanted to go ahead and uh, just know one of the things that was stated in your bio, uh, Sarah, that uh, really resonated with me. And it was about um, attachment. And so this last sentence of your bio says, since 2013, she's helped thousands of parents be loving, attached, and well-rested. And I think um, uh, for me, it, it rang true because attachment was not part of like survival for me. Survival is just like getting up and like doing your life and making sure that things are, are people are fed and everyone is alive, right? But that's not necessarily attachment. And I think that that's where my anxiety was rooted. So if you could speak to that a little bit, I think that would be really helpful for our community. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the reason it's in there is what I've noticed over almost 10 years of doing this, when people come to me and they're having sleep struggles, which might be waking up every two hours, having to rock or reinsert the pacifier or nurse them back to sleep. They're afraid to make changes to the way they're responding because they are worried about hurting their baby or ruining the bond, the attachment they have with their child. And I just want everyone to know that you can be loving, attached, and well-rested. Because the major, you know, the helping baby sleep method, there's really five pillars to great sleep. The first one is pivotal. It's really understanding that the drive to sleep is biological. Yes. Like you said earlier, sleep deprivation is a form of torture, right? We need it. We can't live without it. But the way we sleep is actually a learned habit. And sometimes people don't realize that. But if you think about yourself, if I said to you tonight, you know, you can't sleep in your favorite position and I'm going to take away your pillow. Gosh, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to toss and turn, but you will learn a new way of falling asleep. And if you can, anyone listening who's struggling with sleep, I really want that to resonate with you because the same thing applies to our children. We just don't necessarily think they're capable of that. Um, And in the book, we talk about gentle newborn sleep shaping because sleep's a learned habit. Most of us, this is what I did, we inadvertently teach our baby a certain way of falling asleep in that very short four-week to about 10-week period where you can imprint what sleep looks like. And for me, that was just constantly nursing him back to sleep. We hit the four-month sleep regression. You know, you're up every couple hours. I'm like, this is unsustainable. I only want the best for my child. I want to be attached. I want to be the best parent I can be. But my gosh, I just can't go on like this. But if you understand sleep to learn habit in the newborn stage, you can work on these gentle newborn sleep shapings practice putting them down awake and helping make them make them drowsy in the crib. That's what the snoo does. And that's why it's so successful. But people don't think they can do that. We think our kids have to be falling asleep in our arms every single time. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that if you want to change habits, um, they will become harder to change in that three month period. And then you might have to be doing some sleep teaching after four months, which should be called re-sleep teaching to undo the the way you imprinted sleep. Yeah,
3: yeah, Denise knows. Yeah,
1: Denise, I have Chef, a, <laughs> yeah, a
3: nine-month-old, and she's sleeping right now. Thank God. Oh, thank um, goodness. and so we sleep trained her around six months because I was just like, my back hurts. She was. We were co-sleeping, and it, it was hard for me to decide um, what method I wanted to go with like mom groups are great, but some of them aren't because there's so many judgmental moms and they think they know it all. And, oh my God. And so I ended up going with pretty much like um, the fervor method, just letting her cry it out, come in, check on her a little bit, walk out. And we made so much progress. And then after that, she started teething. So then I started feeling kind of like bad for her. She kept coming back in the room. Then she got a cold and a cough. Then it's like, okay, come with mommy. Let me, let me soothe you. And so now that she's feeling better, it's like, okay, we got to go back. We got to, we got to redo this thing. And it's hard for me personally because I can be on board and I can be like, no, she can do it. She's done it before. She can do it. But then I have to get my husband on board. Then my mother watches her a lot. So then I, have, I really have to get her on board. Because um, <laughs> she just wants to call her and, and rock her to sleep and make sure she's all asleep and then lay her down. I'm like, no, put her down, put her down. She's okay. Now she's at the point where she's standing up in her crib. Mm. And the other night she was falling asleep on the rails.
4: <laughs> mm.
3: And so I really have to like you said just put it in put it in my mind that she's capable. She can do it. She has to learn this. And it's so crazy you talk about how we learned how to sleep, I started to think back of like, well, how do I used to sleep when I was younger? I remember I used to sleep in my mom's room until I was like seven or eight. And I was like, well, why did I do that? Um, I just never learned how to sleep in my own bed. And I guess eventually I just wanted the independence. But when I made the decision that I wanted to sleep on my own, I I, I was struggling. I didn't know how to sleep by myself. It was like a new thing to me. And so... Um, each I, I I just believe each stage that we go with her, it's going to be a new thing, but it's okay. Like it's even okay. her learning,
2: that's yeah, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, and also Denise, like really great points. Like there's so many different ways to raise your family. You just have to find a way that you feel works for you, right? So sleep consultants work with people who feel like the way they're doing things just isn't sustainable for them mm-hmm. any longer, and we want something different. The other thing that I thought was interesting about what you said was that you had the mindset. This is about mindset. You yes. felt like she was capable. However, your teammates were not on the same page with you. And that makes it hard because sleep is a learned habit. And how do you learn with repetition and consistency? So if she's getting three different messages, like grandma picks me up and rocks me, daddy reinserts the pacifier, mom is you know a certain way, then you don't really make progress. That's what I see very commonly. People coming to me, they may even say like I read your book and you know it's not working and I'll dive in and ask more questions and they're not following the method as I have written out, or they have different mm-hmm. people, you know, like they're they're not really doing it, but they think in their yeah. mind, again, mindset, they think they are. Yeah. So mindset is so yeah. important. Um, um, really I'll quickly. The time. Yeah, go ahead.
0: So also joining us for uh, the show on babies and baby bloom is Chef Denise. Chef Denise mm-hmm. runs um, Pocket Chef here in the Bay Area and uh, surrounding area as well. Hello, Denise. Thank you for joining us today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your program?
3: Yes. So I am dedicated to helping moms and new moms, all types of families with meal prep. So people who are having trouble keeping healthy meals on the table, if you're guilty of ordering in and eating out all the time um, and cooking and cleaning is just not agreeing with you. Like it, <laughs> it totally sucks for you. You don't want to do it. That's where we come in. Um if, 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 if that's you, you should definitely try Pocket Chefs. We connect you with a chef that's in your area and they come in and do a weekly meal prep for you that is super tailored um, to your eating style, to any diet restrictions that you have. Um, yeah, you can spend less time worrying about what you're going to eat, how you're going to cook it. Uh, I have to defrost the chicken. I have to do this. I have to do that. We'll do it all for you. We'll even grocery shop for you if that's something that um, that you're interested in. And yeah, and that's what we do.
0: Awesome. Thank you for being here, especially because you're not only this provider of such an amazing service that I love, um, but also you're a new mom. And so... Um, When Sarah's talking about sleep deprivation on new moms, you know exactly what she's, you're just, you're in the thick of it. You're experiencing it now, especially with sleep regression. So thank you for joining us for for being here.
4: Are you expecting your firstborn or maybe your third? Are you a first time mom? Did you just give birth? Do you have so many questions about momming a baby? Check out our newborn and pregnancy guide presented by Red Diaper for our mom-approved tips and tricks about all things baby from expert baby tips to nursery must-haves to pre and postpartum health recovery. We got you, mama. The Rosales Sister Scholarship supports first-generation or immigrant high school students get into college with scholarships, educational resources, and community outreach. Since 2019, the six daughters of Abel and Maria Rosales have made it their mission to pay it forward and make the road to college that much easier for underserved communities. Join that effort. Visit rsscholarship.com for more information about upcoming events, auctions, comedy shows, and so much more. You can also donate at rsscholarship.com. That's rsscholarship.com. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's rsscholarship.com.
0: So now we're back. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, Dr. Sarah has one question for Michelle.
2: Michelle, so I work with a lot of toddlers, you know, in the two to like four, four year old age range who have a lot of trouble settling at night. They're quite hyperactive. And we often, I often suggest, um, Uh, The Moshi app, actually, which is mindfulness for kids, for them to listen to. Because some kids, so the other thing about how well your kiddo sleeps, one thing we have no control over is your child's temperament. Mm -hmm. So when I do sleep teaching, it's like one of the things that's going to impact how much tears there are is your child's temperament. So tell me about the age at which you take kids into your practice and how mindfulness can help with toddler and preschooler sleep.
1: Oh my gosh. What a great question. It's such an important question because getting through the baby year is just in in itself a whole package. And then you've got this toddler like (laughs) starts like talking back and hitting back and all other kinds of things that toddlers do. So Um, First of all, It's Yoga Kids starts from day one. So as soon as a new mom is ready to leave the building of the household and be in connection with other moms and babies, we begin the practice. Um, We have a high five method that includes mindfulness, as you just mentioned, and four other things that helps everyone get onto the same page and self-manage. So what we're talking about are the habits. And I love how you're talking about sleep habits because we're actually talking about the self-management habits. And that is what helps you ride the waves of temperament. All right, that includes your temperament, your partner's temperament, your family member's temperaments, and of course your toddler's temperament. So um, I think that some apps can be fine. I, I will say that the most soothing thing you can do for your child is be the soothing parent. So when we were talking about the, that vibration of anxiety that is like pulsing through our system, guess what? your baby feels that. Your baby vibes on you. So if you want to soothe your baby, guess who you have to soothe first, right? Okay. Now that goes for your toddler as well. So when you're riding those toddler waves, I would say the short thing is there's nothing wrong with parents having a few skills. That's why I wrote kid moves. These are moves that you can do that are in a for zero to five that are you're reading the book. It's a call to read and do. You read and you do. And then by the end of that, and this is the whole reason we practice yoga, is to be able to rest. So some people skip that whole shavasana part at the end. That's actually the integration period. It's the most important part of the practice. It's not about the pose. It's about the ability to be still with yourself. To um and for toddlers, that means be alone in the dark.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I love the idea that um, you can do this, you know, with your kid and you're almost like, there's a there's a whole school of thought about reparenting yourself. You know, like our parents did the best that they could when, when, when they were raising us. And so um, if you're an anxious adult and you manage your own anxiety, like just know that there are people out there who put, to other books like yours who can help you reparent yourself and teach yourself how to do things. I have actually tried a lot of those apps but I found that a lot of my anxiety lives on social media so I can't be holding my phone while simultaneously trying to relax myself.
1: There's <laughs> so, also just the screen, you know? It's the just screen, the screen, yes. screen is going to wake you up. This, there's, mm-hmm. Nobody should be on a screen and I'm sure this is in Sarah's system. The screens yeah. have to go off, you know? No, you we don't, don't, we don't know, have the, the screen. The brain. Yeah,
2: it's projected to a Bluetooth speaker so they can, you are just yep. listening 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 to it, there's no screen. But what what you talk about, self soothing, right? Mm -hmm. So important. We think of self soothing, we think about baby sleep, but it is actually a lifelong skill that so many people don't acquire, and that's those people are actually kind of insecure. And I can say that because I think I was one of those people who are always looking for validation from other people to feel okay with what they're going through. And the other thing we mentioned that that ties into the baby, the toddler sleep method is I always tell my parents you can't control your toddler. All you can do is control how you respond to them. You can make sure that we're setting them up for success. That's the other right. pillars of the program with timing and messaging and whatnot. But then yeah, you got you are rubber. They can do anything they want. It just bounces off you because you are calm, cool and collected because that's gonna resonate with them. 100% heard, agree with you.
3: I heard um, a similar thing um, about adult children, how mothers are so, so obsessed with making sure they make the right decisions. And just being able to like, look, you raised them. You gave them the instructions of how to be an awesome person, productive. Um, Let them do what they're going to do.
2: That's Uh, all about fear.
3: Really, it's It's all about fear. They're worried
2: that they won't make a wrong decision. And then it's that natural instinct to want to do everything Mm -hmm. to protect them. But when you have a very confident parent, very confident, they're okay with
1: people making mistakes because Mm -hmm.
2: they know that they will turn out fine in the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's resilience, right? And if there's anything we've learned from the pandemic or have an opportunity to learn, it's it's that skill. And... That's that takes practice. It takes practice. It it takes lots it's of little words, mini though. failures. It takes it takes all these. That's why when you have littles, they say, you know, little bit, little people, little problems, big people, big problems like you want to handle all of those little mistakes, those little errors. You, you want to actually encourage them, you know, and and bring them forth because then we learn faster. It's really right. the only way we learn right. and, through our own mistakes anyway.
0: I, uh, I started telling my kid when he was a toddler, when he was like two, I started saying, um, you're going to make it through because you're resilient. And he didn't really understand the word. But as he got older and just the other day, he looked at me and he's like, this is hard, but, but I'm resilient. Oh. And I thought, that was perfect. So if I didn't do anything else right today. This phrase that I've been telling him since he was a baby, that you're resilient and you have grit and you're going to keep trying, has worked. So... And the
2: other thing you just said about that is really always celebrating those small wins. Yeah,
1: that's why I was clapping. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
2: It's so easy to fall into this all or nothing thinking that like I I spoke with someone the other day, you know, they've made these huge gains in sleep, but their naps are still short. And so they're fixated on these short naps. I'm like, let's just take a breath and celebrate how far you've come because you kind of forget. Now, that is the crazy thing about sleep. You always want more. Right. right. No always oh, going, you yeah. always want more. But I'm like, you guys oh, are yeah.
1: amazing. No, Wait till you get the teenager who doesn't get out of bed until 12 or 1.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, something I, I started doing with my toddler, and you guys are both experts in this. So I'm, I hope that I've done it right, is um, box breathing. Uh, a therapist told me about box breathing when I was in my 20s, and I've used it, and it's helped me with so much of my anxiety and. I, I started giving it to my toddlers, both of them, and, and and we still use it today. Four breaths in, hold your breath, four breaths out. And, and every time they're about to have a meltdown, in the middle of a meltdown, or having really hard emotions, we do box breathing. Is that something that you guys suggest to your clients?
2: Yeah, I had a little program for helping mom sleep at one point. It was in there as well. I use it to help falling asleep. There, you know, there's three systems that govern your sleep, your circadian rhythm, your sleep pressure, and then there's really your emotional cognitive system. If you can't shut that thing down, you will not be able to fall asleep. So, for, so if your mind's busy thinking about anything, and this is what sleep regressions are. Anytime you hear sleep regression, think of growth and distraction. They're growing physically yeah. or neurologically and they're distracted by that. So how can you help distract them from what's distracting them? That's why when someone's teething, you might pat them or pick them up and rock them to help them through that stage. But the same goes for these moms. Like I have, the reason I had that program, it's still in the vault, but it's not out right now is that I would help so many people get their kids to sleep. And then the moms would say, I lie there awake at night, waiting for her to wake up. Right. It's that anxiety, that wheel of anxiety going. So how can we help distract your brain from that? And that's where box breathing can be super helpful.
1: Oh, good! I'm so glad I've done that right. <laughs> yeah, getting validation from the and doctor, from Michelle, you know, yeah, so good. Yeah. And I might add on, on there are so many breathing um, techniques. So, I mean, one of the things we one of the things we do at It's Yoga Kids is practice a variety of breathing. And I have to say personally that. Box breath is not my favorite, um, but I know that it works for a lot of people. So this is a lovely thing to have a lot of options when it comes to breath work so that you can kind of pick the one that works for you. And so I just want to say that it's, it, there's no silver bullet really, but it's the combination of things that meet you in the moment that help you get them through that moment. So having a variety of tools in your toolbox is really what this is all about, right? And it's it's great to have the ones where you know you can count on them and you can pass them on to your children. So I will say <laughs> one of the breaths that we started doing at our house was lion's breath and this is a uh, it's it's actually the breath of frustration and so Versus trying to control the situation, we actually just kind of let her rip um, in a safe way. And then we are able to recenter much more quickly. And so please please show us that. So I highly recommend (laughs) lion's breath and okay, so we can all do it right now if you want to try. And I started doing this with my toddlers and then we would start laughing. And now with my teenagers, like when I do lion's breath, like everybody's like, okay, you know, mom. Frustrated, or you know, sibling is frustrating and frustrated, and we just like we accept it, we acknowledge it, and we're like, we're, you're resilient, you handle it. <laughs> Okay. You, want, you us, actually want to try them. it? Yeah. Okay. So, the way that it works is you, um, it's kind of physical. So, you'd want to put your fist over your head, cross your wrists. It's almost like a, like a panther, black panther move, right? And yeah, exactly. And then you're going to open your hands and you're going to bring them down towards your ears to surround your mouth. And your tongue needs to come all the way out to touch your chin. And it's not a scream. This is the best part about it. You cannot scream this way. It's just a fierce it's just an exhale yes exactly. and I suggest you do that three times so fun and you want to make your eyes really big and like oh she's gonna love that and what it, does is it releases the jaw and especially for women we hold all of our energy in our hips mm. um and and where we get really tight tight and and stiff in the hips. And that's what hurts your back, by the way, besides having a a heavy toddler to carry. And so releasing your jaw is the first place to uh, let go of tension. Mm-hmm. I love this so much. Thank you so much
0: for sharing that. Now try I want us all to try and not not right now, but later to try to do it without shaking your head like a lion because I just I just tried it three times and ah, shaking my
1: head. Anyway, no, you um, can shake your head. Like get it like you think a lion is controlled. Like no, the whole point is get, get it. it out without <laughs> saying or using words that are harmful. This is the key because how many times as parents do we say or do something and we're like shoot, shoot, shoot. Seriously? Did I just yeah. do that? And when you were talking, Denise, about the you know, patterns or how we break patterns, I mean, this mm-hmm. is the awareness that comes from generation to generation yeah. as we decide what goodness we're going to keep and what ickiness we're going to let go. Yeah, I'm
3: yeah. I'm um, so dealing with uh, anxiety for most of my life. As far as I can remember, that was my main duty is uh, once we figured out that we wanted to um, start our family is to not so much get it under control, but really um, deal with it head on and um, go back and, and look at past traumas and ask the whys and then how do we move forward? those are the things I, I, those negative things I did not want to pass on. I saw the negative things passed on from my mother and from my aunts and my grandmother. And I was like, as much as I can filter um, and kind of sit those things out, that's what I wanted to do. And Olga, you are so right. It is so good to hear validation because um, as early as like five or six months When she gets frustrated, even now, I just hold her close and just start breathing with a very conscious air, you know, vocal breath, and she starts to come. And she starts, she comes along pretty much.
1: That's the best. Um, So
3: I will definitely do the lions. Was the lion's breath? Yes, (laughs) I will definitely take that on. I think she love that. that.
0: Yeah, I love that as a community for San Francisco Bay Area Moms that we get to share. And I know that someone listening is trying it in their car right now while they're jogging. Yeah. So <laughs> I thank you so much for that, Michelle. San
4: Francisco Bay Area Moms 2022 Summer Guide presented by Columbia Allergy is now live. Check out our summertime top picks, summer programs, travel essentials, recipes to stay cool, and so much more. Visit SanFranciscoMoms.com and read our latest articles for your chance to enter in our Summer Splash giveaway contest. Featuring prizes from Legoland Discovery Center, Madame Tussauds, Pocket Chefs, Petty Pet Footwear, and many more. Do you have what it takes to become a true ninja and protect the Lego
0: Ninjago legacy? Join Master Wu as he opens the door to the Ninja Training Camp at the Legoland Discovery Center Bay Area, the ultimate indoor Lego playground starting July 18th throughout the summer. Take on the exciting and rewarding new missions to level up your ninja skills in the virtuals of Courage, Generosity, Honesty, Wisdom, Balance, and Curiosity visit the dojo conveniently located inside the Great Mall in Biltitas, just minutes off the I-680. For more information and to book your tickets, visit bayarea.legolanddiscoverycenter.com.
4: Stay tuned for more details on our Bloom event for New and Expectant Moms with an in-person fair to be held on Saturday, October 8, 2022 at Broadway Plaza in Walnut Creek. We'll also bring back our coveted online expert panel, VIP swag bags, and our biggest giveaway ever. You won't want to miss it.
0: Um... I do want to close this out. I want to uh, take up a lot of time today. To, I, I wanted to give space for Dr. Sarah to maybe give us a, a listicle of some sort. Um, maybe if you're a mom right now new and with a newborn in your hands um, and your baby's having a hard time latching or you went a different route and you can't find the right formula and you're just stressed out. So you tuned into today's show Um, I was wondering if Sarah could just give us some tips, um, some helpful words for us and this community.
2: Well, I just want to remind everyone that it's all going to work out like trusting the universe that it will work out. I know that sounds really woo. It's taken me 47 years to get to this place, but I really do believe that now. It doesn't mean that you're going to sit back on your laurels and not do anything. I know you're going to get out there and you're going to research and you're going to educate yourself and you're going to implement something that you feel right, feels right for your family. Then you're going to evaluate if that's working or not. But trust your inner voice, make sure you listen to that inner voice that's there, your fifth eye, your chakra, that, um, that, you know, it's all going to work out for you. You just have to really tune in and listen. And that often involves some yoga and some meditation and tuning out all of that noise, but definitely just trust yourself.
0: And therapy and, (laughs) and good girlfriends yeah. One of the things that Denise mentioned early on was that she was having a hard time finding a community. And I just mm-hmm. want to let you know that I had a hard time as well. And then I came across San Francisco Bay Area Moms and they gave me the opportunity to write a column and, um, Dr. Sarah writes a column, Michelle Wing writes a column, and I am going to pressure Chef Denise to also write a column and to join <laughs> our community in that way. So pressure, pressure. We want to hear from you as a new mom, but also as a provider of this amazing service called Pocket Chef. Um, and, 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 and really just to tell the mom that's listening out there right now that we're here for you. We're the accepting open community that you're looking for to either put your thoughts on and join the community as a blogger or to come on and look at all the different perks and advertisers that help support our community as well. One big event that I have to mention uh, is our Bloom event happening on October 8th. Um, This will be my first Bloom event. Uh, Sarah, have you been to this event? I have been.
2: Yeah. And I'll be there again this year volunteering and on the expert panel as well. Awesome. Um, Michelle, have you been to the Bloom event?
1: Since it started. Oh my goodness. It's so (laughs) exciting. I can't wait.
0: We will be having a podcast, a live taping of the podcast at the uh, Bloom event, October 8th in Walnut Creek. That is our annual Bloom event for babies and new moms and for all things mommies. Um, And also, you know, I just want to say that uh, the month of of July has turned out to be a really uh, difficult (laughs) month for a lot of moms and women uh, across this country. And we're the community that's going to help support you and to uh, provide space for dialogue and Uh, provide space for hard questions because of experts like Dr. Sarah and Michelle who are provide techniques for us to get through the day and for to have mindfulness and self-awareness and to um, to be in community to be in community with with each other in a nice open safe space so please do join us for Bloom um, happening October 8th in Walnut Creek um and always pocket check will be us there out as well yes pocket yes will be there. um so that you can find all of that information on san franciscomoms.com san franciscomoms.com for all of your information about bloom happening october 8th in walnut creek for now michelle do you have anything that you want to tell the community of moms and newborn moms that are um tuning in
1: Oh, thanks. Well, I just want to say thanks to everybody who's here. Sarah is fantastic. I think it's really important to build healthy habits. I think it's important to be flexible in those habits. And that leads right into what Denise does too, because food and nourishment um, really needs to come first from you. You cannot nourish your baby if you are not nourishing yourself. And so having the um, the strength and the willingness to, to look at yourself and, and be honest about what you're struggling with and to celebrate all of those joyful and special moments. Uh, I just think like Sarah said, like you're doing, you're going to be fine. Everything is going to work out. And definitely was snapping my fingers when she was talking about that, you know, the intuition, you actually know best if you allow yourself to close all of the doors of input you know the parents even the experts me anybody and just lean into what your body heart and mind is telling you you will learn a lot and you will know exactly what to do to soothe yourself and your baby
0: I love this so much. What a great show. Thank you so much, um, everybody who joined us and is listening right now at San Francisco Bay Area Moms. As always, we are keeping it real here at SF BAM Hella Momversations. This is our fourth show. Please tune in next month for our next show about diversity, inclusion and uh, lots of other topics that are gonna be really important and engaging. So join us again, San Francisco Bay Area Moms, Hella Momversations, and I hope you all have a great
2: day.